to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and in today's episode of People Like Us, I'm delighted to be joined by Anna Snyder. Anna, hello, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Good, good, Jen. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel so honored. Uh, oh, it's my, it's my pleasure to chat with you. And I'm going to launch into the, the usual first question, which is, would you like to tell me about where you grew up? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Nigeria, in Jos specifically. Um, it's the northern part of Nigeria. And um, my parents moved there when I was just like two months old. Um, so most of my life, of my, of my, of my um, <clears throat> childhood was there from, as, I guess, as long as I can remember, what, since I was a baby to... Um, about 13 years of my life and um, yeah so that's where I I would say my main culture is um, even though my parents are from Cameroon so all of us have Cameroonian passports but um, yeah most of my life was I would say in Jos, Nigeria. In Nigeria and and after Nigeria what happened next? Yeah, so um, I, I went to boarding school in Nigeria and after like my second year in boarding school, my parents um, wanted me to move to Cameroon because my dad thought it would be, would be a good thing for me to be bilingual so that if I ever went back or ever lived in Cameroon, I would be fluent in French. Um, so yeah, so I went to Cameroon at like age... I think I was just about 14 at that age, at that time. Um, and so I went and lived with a host family there for two years and they only knew French and all I knew was English. And it really was quite an adjustment because you know Nigeria is an English speaking country, um, at least for the economics and just um, the official language is English. And so, yeah, so I, at least I went to school in English. I went to like a bilingual school, which is French and English, and I attended the English side. So at least in terms of schooling, it was it was good because I could at least, you know, know what I'm learning. <laughs> um, but it was kind of this dual life because I'll go to school and do school in English, um, and then I'll come back and everything else was in French. So my host family only knew French everywhere, everybody around me just spoke French. And so like, I had to learn quickly, I guess. And yeah, so like, by, swim. yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know, just, I was forced to learn. And by three months, I could at least like have conversations, even if it wasn't perfect French, I could at least um, get by communicating with people in the markets or, you know, just in the neighborhood, so yeah. Yeah, they say that uh, full immersion is is the best way to learn quickly. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like it at the time, but looking back now, I think it really helped me to learn quickly. Yeah. 
So um, how long were you there in Cameroon now with your host family? Um, I was there for two years. Um, and then my parents moved again, or at least that's when they told me that they were going to move to Niger, which is um, also in West Africa. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I, I guess when I heard the news, it wasn't really good news for me because <laughs> I was just tired of moving. Even, at, I don't know, even though I had only moved twice, I was just kind of like, you know, you know, when after two years, you're kind of getting used to a place, you have new friends, you're kind of, you know, I had just learned French and I'm like, okay, getting into the groove of things. And so when they told me that, um, I just, it was like, okay, I'm happy for you guys, you know, like, okay, great. Like, but I'm not coming. Like, <laughs> I'm great here. Like my friends are great. I, my school is going well. Like, I'm just not ready for another like move. I just didn't want to. So it was, it was difficult because they wanted us to be together as a family. Um, um, and I just, I really, I was very reluctant, let's just say. Um, I said no for a while, but then I ended up saying, okay, like, I guess you guys are the, my parents, so I, I have to listen, right? Like, They're especially, African, yeah, like African culture, especially, like, you have to respect your family and, you, you know, your elders, all of that stuff. So, so yeah, I, I went with them to Niger and um, I, I ended up attending a, international um, high school um, and that was my first time really attending a school that wasn't African so it was it was very international and there were just students from all over the world from you know America Australia like Korea all, all over the place and it was it was very eye-opening because that was my first contact I would say with with so many with people from so many cultures all in one place like that and it was pretty cool, I think. Um, but at the beginning, I just remember being so still hung up on like, oh, I want to go back to Cameroon. Like, I want to go back to what I was used to and my friends and just, I don't know, just what I knew, I guess I, I should say. And um, I remember the first, my first classes, I just, <laughs> it was difficult because I didn't, I didn't really know American accent you know, and just having to do schoolwork and listen to your teacher and hopefully learn was just so difficult. Like, I just, I could not understand what my teachers were saying for like the first three weeks. <laughs> it was just like, okay, like they're speaking English. I know English, you know, like I'm not, <laughs> it's not like I don't know English, but I just, the accent just threw me off. And um, I don't know, just the schooling was, the way of doing things was so different from the African schools I had gone to, like doing projects, writing papers, those are stuff I just didn't do in my African schools. And so it was just all so new to me. And um, it took a lot of adjustment. And I, I remember crying like for two weeks straight, just like every day, I, I don't want to go to school. I just want to go back. And I think it was, it was very difficult for my, for my family to watch me go through that. And mm. it was hard to get up and go to school every day, but I think after graduating though, it was, I just, I felt so lucky to be able to, I don't know, to even have the opportunity to go to school with people from so many parts of the world and see their culture and um, get to know people. And, and after four years or after, I guess, three years, because I went um, 
in 10th grade. So after three years, you know, like I got used to everything. I even adopted the accent. Like I could write papers. Like I, I eventually adjusted, but it's just, I don't know. Each time I look back, like whenever I move somewhere new, the first like two or so years of my life is just very difficult <laughs> having to adjust. So mm, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that sort of two or three years because often, well, in in my experience, when you move to a new place, that first year goes by so quickly. It's almost like a holiday. I used to see so many people coming from Australia to the UK saying, oh, we're going to come for a one-year visa. And I think, that's nothing. That's going to fly by. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like it was like that for you, you know, taking that time to really settle in and feel, I, I'm going to put words into your mouth here, feel at home in, in the right. new place yeah and I I realized like even with my friendships like when I go somewhere new I'm kind of friendly and like you know just want to adjust quickly but I, I found out now just even where I am at, uh, at present like just it takes me a while to actually make friends even even though I can appear friendly at the beginning um and like you know appear interested in people and all of that like I just want to I guess adjust and just fit in very quickly but in terms of deep good friendships it just takes me a while to because it's almost like I'm trying to find how I fit into where I just went into you know what culture I just moved into and like it just takes time like after two or three years that's when I'm like okay this is who I am kind of like okay this is what I brought with me and so I'm just gonna and that's when I try to, I guess, figure out friends that work with, with me or like friends that we get along well with. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you, so you've had a bit of practice at making new friends in terms of you had a big chunk of time in Nigeria and then had to <clears throat> up sticks and start over in Cameroon and then off to Nigeria back with your, your parents. What happened mm -hmm. next? Yeah, so after high school, um, I was getting ready for college. I, I guess I, I, I wasn't really sure at the time where I wanted to go for university. And I applied to like several schools in Africa. I applied to a um, university in Kenya and, and Ghana. And then the school principal was told me about like a gap year program that I could do in the US. Um, and I wasn't really interested necessarily moving out of Africa for schooling. I just, just, I just didn't want to be too far from my family and from home. Um, like even though I was potentially going to move to Kenya or Ghana, it was at least in Africa, and I could travel, you know, um, a lot easier than if I was outside of the continent. Um, so I kind of wasn't really interested in applying to university in in the US, but she encouraged me to. And, you know, the whole, I don't know, I just had a lot of pressure with like, or just the way I was raised to respect elders and people who are older than you and just, I don't know, who are wiser, I guess. And so I just, I just applied just to make her happy, not because I really wanted to, but mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, might as well just do it, see where that goes. Um, but interesting enough, um, that's what ended up working out for me. Um, 
I got accepted to the gap year. It was like a, it was like a Bible school kind of gap year for people to just take a year off after high school to, you know, focus on their faith in God and um, read the Bible. And anyway, so that's, that's what I ended up doing. Um, I went to Texas, first of all, and I, I kind of liked it there because in terms of weather, it was very much like Niger was warm. It wasn't like going snow for the first time and, you know, <laughs> not being used to it. So at least it was something that I was kind of used to in terms of weather. And um, it was also kind of like my high school because it was a very mixed group of people. There were a lot of Germans and Canadians and um, New Zealanders and um, I was the only African, so I felt like I was kind of, you know, representing <laughs> my culture there, and um, it was it was an amazing year. It was one of the best years of my life in terms of um, just I didn't feel like I was I had to adjust too much culturally because it was very much like my high school, and mm-hmm. and in terms of my faith, it was just very it was a great year of growth, like just to because I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus and and the Bible and all of that so it was just like a good time of growth and just focusing on my faith and reading the Bible and just learning with other people who were so different from different cultures but having the same common goal we were all united um, by our faith and so it was just it was an amazing year and it was located like at a kind of like in a country side and the school was like on top of a hill it was just beautiful in terms of like the location too so just overall it was amazing um and then after that I that's when I looked into getting to university and I ended up going to a small Christian university in Nebraska which was kind of like people were just like why Nebraska you know it's kind of in the middle of nowhere like <laughs> just like why not go to New York or you know somewhere amazing like somewhere that's kind of booming you know just <laughs> but that's where I wanted to go and that's where I spent four years getting my degree um, in intercultural studies and it was also very very good in terms of what I was studying but it was kind of a small school and it wasn't as diverse as I would have loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still I still liked it there, I would say. I had, I, funny enough, most of the friends that I made there were all international people, like <laughs> from, you know, Nepal. <laughs> it's just, I just, something I found, like, it's just, it was easier for me to make friends with people from different cultures than like American people which I don't, I still don't understand to this day necessarily why, but I just clicked easier with people who are from different cultures. So a lot of my close friends were, you know, from Sudan and Nepal and Thailand. And so it was just, it was, it was a very good college experience. And I'm still uh, friends with some of those people and we keep in touch. So it was, it was a good year or four years. Do you think you were drawn to them because they were away from their home country as well? Or do you think it was something particular about where they were from or something else? 
Yeah, it, it probably is because we were both, uh, we were all in host countries. Like we weren't, we were all outside of our birth um, countries, you know, and and I've I've just noticed too, like some of the values in their culture was that was also similar to my culture and some of our experiences. Like for example, I keep mentioning um, just respecting elders. For example, just respecting respect for people who are like older than you. You respect your parents. You respect your family members. You just just people that are advanced in age compared to you. Like you just kind of give them this respect. You know what I mean? Like that's one example I could think of, and just. I don't know, even the food, like, I don't know, the kind of spices that we use for cooking, like, they ate spicy food. I love spicy food, you know, where, where some of my white American friends just could not handle the spice. So it was just, I don't know, little things like that. But I think, yeah, it was just the shared experience of like, hey, like, we're both outside of our countries and I don't know, just similar values, I guess. So it sounds yeah. like your, um, your, the time that you had at the international school in Niger sort of really set you up well for this move to the States, first of all, with your gap year, then moving on to university. So it wasn't such a big shock as it might have been to have gone right. to a different continent. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I think just that the shock I would have gotten probably just, I took it all in high school. When <laughs> I and I think that's where I got most of the shock right there, just in terms of schooling and just being exposed to people that looked very different and came from different cultures and spoke differently from me. Um, I mean, there was still some cultural shocks, I guess, when I came to the US, but I don't know, it was, I guess it was more so like, even more than it was cultural shock, it was also just stuff I wasn't exposed to. Like, for example, like um, growing up in Africa, like the whole idea of homosexual um, relationships and stuff like that is just something I never saw. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the first time I came to the US in Texas and I saw that I, it was just, I was just, it was like, out of this world, you know, because I'd never seen something like that. I don't think I even knew necessarily what that word meant, like, oh, even what, like, I just didn't even know it existed. So, so little things like that were still like shocking to me. Um, and whether, you know, when I moved to Nebraska, like just the snow and the cold, it's like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I've never been that cold in my life, you know, just, it was so, it was such now a huge that would shock. be a shock. <laughs> Yeah, so just but in terms of like education, educational wise, it was it was easy. Like college was a lot easier than high school for me. Even though for some people like college is a lot harder, but for me it was like very it was still hard work, obviously, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like I didn't have to adjust in terms of you know understanding my professors, writing papers, all of that stuff. So yeah, it it, it really did set me up for my move to the US. Sounds like you um, embraced the hard work of college, but um, just eased into it and felt comfortable there. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I really loved learning. And I think also the degree that I went for was really something I was interested in. Um, 
so my dad's part of why we moved so much was because of my dad's job as um international community development worker mm -hmm. um and just like listening to what my dad's job entailed and just he was just so passionate about his work and I think he really inspired me to want to pursue the same field of work and and even though I'm not really using that right now I just I just think it really it made me excited to learn about that topic and or about that um that degree and that field of work and so I think that's part of it I just enjoyed what I was learning and yeah it was I just love learning. <laughs> yeah. So after you finished your um, intercultural studies, what came next? Did you stay in the US or did you have a desire to try other places or what, what came next? Yeah, so my original plan was I'm going to go to the US, get my degree and then come back to Africa and, you know, kind of do similar work as my dad doing mm -hmm. international work like development work because I, I truly care and I, I still care but like I, at the time it was very very strong like I cared about working with people from poor communities or just like rural areas especially um, and just like social and environmental kind of work like humanitarian work but humanitarian work mixed with spiritual work because I, I believe that there's more to people than just the life they live right now. Like there's also spiritual life, like life after death. And so it's just like, I wanted to share um, hope with people spiritually to be saved, um, like to know Jesus and have eternal life, but also like to have a great life here on this earth, like with, the, with each other and um, environmentally and just socially and every, basically holistically, you know, in every aspect of life. So my plan was like, okay, I'm going to finish and then go back and see where I am needed, you know, in Africa, somewhere, somewhere in Africa. Like, I just wanted to be in Africa. <laughs> That's all I knew. Um, but things didn't really go as planned or how I imagined it to be. But um, so after college, I ended up doing like, a, I guess it's, I wouldn't say gap year, but it's, it's kind of like. To, so in the U.S., once you finish your degree, you get one year to kind of like get a job in the field that you studied. So I worked um, in a place in Florida for a year uh, where they did community development work. And I, I absolutely loved it there. I love that it was warm again. I was going to say Florida, that sounds like quite a change from Nebraska. Yes, yes. I loved it. I loved how warm it was and just all the tropical fruit I could get and greens, you know, all the food stuff I couldn't get um, <laughs> in Nebraska. But um, and then I ended up meeting my now husband and we got married and I'm, I'm living here now. He lives in um, oh, he's from Michigan. So I ended up moving here um, and we've been married for almost three years um, this December. And we have a baby. So I guess um, my life didn't really go as planned, like to go and go back to Africa and do development work. But I think I'm, I'm still open. Like, you know, things change and we might go back there someday. Who knows? But for now, I'm just a mom um, trying to take care of my daughter and raise her well. And yeah, so 
it's just very different as, <laughs> as right now, I guess. Well, we, ne we never know quite how things are, are going to pan out. So right. the way that you talk about Africa and your desire to have worked there and to, you know, see what work called you there, it sounds like it, there's a strong pull there to kind of go back to your roots, if you like. Where, where feels like home for you? Um, it's really weird because I guess I've always said it's it's where my family is. So even if it's like it, it doesn't matter where they live in the world, as long as they're there, that's home. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still catch myself calling the house I live in right now home, you know, because you go out and you're like, okay, I need to go back home. So I still call like the house I live in to home. But then when I talk about my parents or where my parents are right now, I also call it home. So it's kind of a mixture of where my family is and where I am physically right now, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that sounds so typical of many TCKs and that we think of more than one place as being home right. at the same time. Yeah. So thinking ahead then, you mentioned, well, who knows what might happen. W would your mm -hmm. husband be up for moving? Has, has he had a international upbringing or, or is he American? So he he grew up very differently from the way I did. Um, he mostly grew up here in um, Michigan, although he has visited Africa before. Um, he's been to Kenya and Uganda. So I was kind of, even when I met him, I was at least like happy that, okay, he didn't just grow up in a small town in Michigan and didn't know what the rest of the world looked like. Sure. So that's, <laughs> like, that's even part of what you know made me at least uh, like more attracted to him because like okay this is somebody I could at least I don't know talk about Africa in a way you know and you kind of have an idea of, I don't know what I was talking about yeah yeah <laughs> and, um yeah so but he mostly grew up here um in the same state that he was born in um and even right now we live just about two hours away from um where his parents are Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's really interesting because my my degree I I when I went for my degree it was mainly like for work you know like that's what I wanted to use it for but mm. I didn't know it was also preparing me for marriage because like we are very different culturally mm -hmm. um and I see myself like just seeing a lot of the things I learned in my classes being applied like in my marriage just like in terms of how we communicate, just, I don't know, just some of the values that we have. Um, but I think because we share the same faith, that has really helped a lot because that's, that's kind of been the anchor mm -hmm. for us, even have so many differences and personality, culture, all that stuff. We kind of just like keep coming back to our faith because for us, that's the most important thing in mm -hmm. our lives. So yeah, it's, you know, marriage is not easy, but <laughs> I think having similar values helps a lot for sure really and, and you yeah. mentioned being a mom so mm -hmm. what sort of upbringing would you like your child to have would you want you know <laughs> stable yeah. place place to belong or exposure to the international elements like like you did mm -hmm. 
Man, that's a that's a very big question that I've been thinking about ever since she was born because I mean, I definitely want her to be in touch with her, I guess, African roots. You know, she's like 50% African. So um we've kind of decided that it would be good like every other year to at least take her to my parents in Africa to like to have her exposed to that and um just to have an idea of what life is like outside of America and outside of Michigan, you know. Um, and I think because I'm African, she's gonna automatically learn some things from the way I do things at home, you know, just, I don't know, just <laughs> even stuff that I don't, I'm not consciously trying to teach her, you know, just the kind of food I eat, how I speak, my accent, like just different things like that. I think she will pick up on that. Um, but I also want her to, I guess I won't have to work too hard for her to be in touch with American culture because, you know, she lives here. Mm. So, but I really want a blend of both of our cultures because I know, like I know some people or just sometimes like people emphasize the, the African side of things or just like the non-American culture. It's almost like they're trying to teach the child to just be um, totally in love with one side and almost ignore the other side. And I kind of don't want that. I want her to love both of our cultures because that's kind of what she's made of. You know, she's mm. both. She's not just African and she's also not just American. She's a mix. So I think <laughs> I think you enrich her life to be able to be in touch with both sides. Because if she ever found herself back in Africa, I mean, things change. Like things are different from when I was there. So she'll have to like learn even me like if I go back I'll have to learn a lot of things that are just not the same from the way I was um when I was there but just I would I would be happy if she wanted to live there one day you know like yeah but I won't I don't think I'll encourage her to just do that I want her to be free to choose if she wants to stay here or go there but I think you make me happy though if she if she's interested in my culture. If, if she takes after her mum, then she's going to get there and adapt and, and get along just fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, some, some things are hard, like even just looking back, I don't know, just moving a lot can be really hard on a person, but it definitely enriches the way you view the world. And that's the part I want her to learn. You, I think just, I don't know, like for me personally, just in terms of sometimes in terms of making relationships with people, I've, I've kind of, I kind of get lazy and tired of that because I've had to do it so many times and it's a lot of work, like emotionally, to like mm. get somebody all over again. I've had to do that so many times that I almost feel like my, like I, I feel a little depleted in that area, you know, but even though I want to mentally, but just it's a lot of work and emotional work, especially. <laughs> but. For sure. But as you say, you know, that the enriching, enriching the, the positives, I think certainly it can outweigh um, the challenges of having the, uh, the international upbringings of we, as we have. Yes, definitely. And I'm looking at the time and our time together has flown by as always happens on these episodes so at this point I would like to thank you so much for 
for such an interesting conversation. Anna, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful talking to you, Jen. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.